<laughs> it's like if you know, you know. <laughs> Sweet, sweet, sweet victory. The SpongeBob definitely is probably one of the most underrated cartoons for kids ever, hands down. I'm sorry. Uh, did we need to add the for kids part? Because I feel like I understood SpongeBob way more when I grew up. Like. I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, yeah, it's not yeah, for kids." You got some sandy cheeks, don't you, baby? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's definitely not for kids, but definitely, it's one of the best cartoon shows ever, hands down. I love it. Great show, for Fuck sure, him. for sure. Also, and- can we talk about the fact that? Oh, actually, never mind. I was gonna say that, like, oh my God, SpongeBob and Patrick are gay lovers and they're so progressive. But then I remember that the creator, like, specifically wanted SpongeBob to be asexual and him. Like not have any of that, so never mind. Well, goddamn. Well, welcome back to the <laughs> podcast, y'all. I'm glad. <laughs> Bitch ain't say welcome, hello, how y'all doing? None of that. Yo, shit. I'm jump- so sorry, yo. I go hard for SpongeBob. We dead ass just jump straight into the episode like that. Oh, uh, y'all, I love y'all. I care about y'all so much. <laughs> welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so sorry. I, I. I have, uh, what's those blinders that the horses wear when they're running? I got those on when I think about cartoons. You just got those on half of the time when you function it. Oh, you're right. But so hardcore when it comes to cartoons, bro. Facts. But the reason we (laughs) played that song is because it is officially the end of our first season. Drum roll, please. (laughs) So... It's been fun. It's been dope. The pilot is efficient. I can't say it's not done. We're kind of evolving. That's what's happening. We're turning into a new Pokemon now. Yeah, it's basically just the closing of a chapter and the beginning of another one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cutscene. Pause. Reopened them curtain. We talked about it on the last episode. We're rebranding, changing the name. We are no longer the Puppy and Smokey experience, even though it will always be an experience when you are here with us. Facts. So that 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 essence that 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 kind of motif will always be there, but we will now officially be known as Dope Thoughts with Puffy and Motherfucking Smokey. <laughs> so um, I'm smoking, so I'm just gonna like scream random shit out while Puffy talks. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the soundboard while I smoke. <laughs> it's so Gucci. But um, yeah, like we talked about in the last episode, we had somebody inceptualized some thoughts in my head. We talked about it. We reflected. We did some fun shit. Inceptualizing. And, um, we've officially now, we know we're onto some new shit now. 
We've talked about doing a whole bunch of shit, videos, other things of that nature. Now we have no reason not to do any of these things because you know why? We're under a new umbrella, bitch. And, when and I'm new... not going to lie to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, with new things comes new opportunities. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And I was just going to say, and, and I think a lot of y'all could relate to this, but like, we always feel like we have to wait for this to be perfect or this to be right or Dip, 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 all that ish, right? And we watched an episode of the Joey Diaz podcast. What was it a church? Was that the the church? Something the church, the church of what's happening. So weird, shit. Oh, know. that's what it is. The church of what's happening now. Some yeah. shit like that. And so I love Joey Diaz. It's we- him and Felipe. Some shit. It's basically two comedians. They they. I don't know. If Felipe was a, a I think he guest. Was just a guest. I don't know, but long story short, Joey... Actually, no, I don't know. You got me questioning. I don't know, because I've seen Felipe on multiple episodes. Maybe we're just smoking a lot of weed, but long story... But regardless, them motherfuckers had the worst lighting and... The worst quality shit. They had the 1990 cameras hooked up to the laptops and shit, but it was still good. The content was amazing. No, I did not give a fuck. It it honestly made it more hilarious. So we joked around about that. We're like, if we don't care and we're watching this, and clearly other people are watching this, y'all probably aren't going to care that we're streaming this from our bedroom smoking weed. Like, shit up. And we keep our shit clean. Don't worry. You're not going to see a messy room. No, no. Yeah, but it's one of those, like, we ain't got no office and we ain't got no big space. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, yeah, like honestly, we we we're, we're simple people. We do this shit for the we're comfort. simple titans. Yeah, we do Coming this shit from the farm and the bed. <laughs> we do this for the comfort of our bedroom, you know. And honestly, I feel like it'll be a little bit more intimate. I mean, unfortunately, it's our bedroom, so yeah, there's a lot of intimacy. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's here. but um, yeah, you know, make it more intimate, Asking letting you guys casually be in our, you know, in our in our living space, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this is this is where everything happens. This is where we're doing our finances. This is, this is where creative ideas are discussed. But I feel like that's what where we are. hold meetings. Like, but every entrepreneur is like that. They have a spot. You get know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have like a den or a designated place yeah. to do that. So that I would our, love a den. Our Ooh. laboratory is our bedroom. Unfortunately, that's what it is. At least for right now, until we get some money or some sponsors, you know, something coming in to. Help us expand, you know, and actually have a designated space to have a clear mind. You know, you never know. I Listen, as soon as you said den, I was like, ooh, ooh that sounds sexy. Yeah, we in the den. Mm. But I'm a little different. But anyways, so uh, I'm going to just jump right into the fact that I, I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but I want to give a shout out this week for our person of the week to be Tara Brack. And I hope I'm saying her name properly. She is a, yo- she's honestly a, a therapist, and but she's a yogi as well. And so I really love her because... So isn't she a psychiatrist? Is it a psychiatrist? She's a psychiatrist. She's not psychiatrist. a therapist. She's a psychiatrist. And she also does, she teaches Buddhist um, meditation and things of that nature. Right. She's the founder of a meditation organization down in Washington, D.C. She does a lot of work. Is it D.C. or state? It's D.C. It is D.C. Yeah. She does a lot of um, workshops and things of that nature for a lot of the big um, corporations and, Mm -hmm. you know, big people who do all the weird shit down in D.C. The weird shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
But she's a really, honestly, her teachings, her practices, the things that she talks about are amazing. They're monumental. And for anyone that's trying to go down that spiritual kind of meditation journey or just trying to do some self-enrichment, you know, enlightenment, she's a great yogi to listen to, honestly. And even if you're not trying to go down the road of necessarily the spiritual avenue, because I know that a lot of people already have their own religions and they feel weird about stuff like that. I, I, let me just put it to you like this, like meditation is found in every religion and this isn't something that's like, uh, she's preaching a specific doctrine or, or religion or set of things like that. What she's doing is like basically taking practices from everything from the Abrahamic religions to Buddhism to Taoism uh, just like everything that she's learned and experienced and, and talked to different people throughout the years and she binds it together. So even if you have or suffer from things like depression or anxiety or PTSD and you want to work through what's happening internally, let's say that you don't have the monetary means or the access to a therapist or things like that, but you really need something, then I personally think that this is a really good place to start. So I felt like she'd be a great shout out. And especially right now with all the shit that's happening in the world, people losing their jobs, people not being able to see their families. Um, we don't have, we can't really go outside, can't go to the you gym. can't even hug nobody. Can't you get all the forms of affection. So you know what I'm saying? Now that our kind of way of life is different, we feel that if people are yearning and looking for something and they're struggling and they're suffering from the predicaments that they're in, um, Tara is a great person to listen to. It's a free resource. Her podcast is online. Her teachers are online. Oh, her podcast is her name. That's yes. confusing, but it's literally uh, T-A-R-A-B-R-A-C-H. Literally Google her. She has a lot of amazing stuff, but honestly, she's an amazing resource to have, especially right now when everything is shit in the bed. Literally worry about your mental health. Mm-hmm. And like with her, nothing is forced, nothing is, it's not hard, it's practical. And what she constantly reminds you is just a little bit of time, a little bit of practice is enough. Don't be hard on yourself and always constantly just be in the moment. That's that's another thing a lot of us, we always overlook and we stress and we forget about what all the shit that's happening in our lives. You know, we, we, we forget to live in the moment and we... As humans, that is what living is. That is what is the most crucial part of this experience. This is why we are reincarnated, quote unquote, if you believe in that. Mm-hmm. It's because if you don't get the lesson, if you're not paying attention, you don't even know if the lesson is being learned or if there's a lesson there. So it's he kind of that. He said learnt. Word. So it's one <laughs> of those things where, again, living in the moment, being present is crucial in the human experience, mm-hmm. honestly. And um, speaking in the moment, Shahane didn't... I mean, excuse me, Shahane. Yeah, fuck that. I could call you Shahane. Smoking, same shit. Interchangeably, bitch. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's Whatever another thing for the new season. I feel like we should just be able to do both. Yeah, like, honestly, this it is... This ain't no it. alias. Y'all know my fucking ID. You it, know my government. It, I'm too different to hide. I can't hide with a name like Shahane. Time out. We've been together for 25 hours now, niggas. If y'all don't know our names, like, honestly, we have a problem. That's how I feel. Fuck that. We got a problem. I mean, fight. we just slipped up that many times, though. I think yeah. that's all that means. Yeah, honestly. Um, but <laughs> but what what was you about to? I was saying, speaking of living in the moment. Oh, was... living in the moment. Yeah. Um, we, we had a freaking uh, uh a test from the universe to see how in the moment 
we were living when we were exiting our apartment complex because these sons of bitches decided that uh, the world was ending, so all the rats was just going to be let out. Like, just let out. Well, the most, the most on a Thursday mm -hmm. e afternoon. It was the evening. I I'm pretty Early sure. Early evening. I'm pretty sure. Smokey has some hypotheses and theories on how all these rats ended up where they ended I up. I got a few. But unfortunately, what happened was, is we were going out for a nightly walk. We do a nightly walk. That's part of our own personal meditation. Actually, we've actually recorded a few episodes of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Y'all know that. Walk. I forgot. They know that. We go that. around the pond around our house. And basically what happened was this one night we're going, we're, we're literally, again, this is right, this is downstairs, like right below the window of our house. So we're leaving the apartment. We smoke a bowl. Well, we smoke a bowl first. Excuse me. We're leaving the apartment. And, and like step outside, deep, fresh air, take a nice, nice breath. sunny day. And literally we look down in front of us and all we see is shit scrummaging. And we're not talking about like one or two things. We're talking about like 20 or 30 like little gr fucking gray fuzzy things are running all over the floor. So we're like, oh, so Smoke is like, oh, fuck, those are rats. So we're like. And, and it's not as calm as what Puffy's making it seem. When you tell stories, it's like very organized and precise. Because I have to try and give people like a, how do I say, it? a play-by-play. -play so okay, they can well, visualize here's, it. here's my play-by-play. And then Phil was like, oh, oh, oh. And that's really what went down. The, but the worst part about <laughs> the shit was like, again, there's 20, 30 rats. They, Bro, there were so many. It was they, like the floor was moving. And, and like we was high. We just got high. And that's the shit. So basically they were eating the seeds that are from the bird feeder from the people that live above us. So again, it looks like a massacre. And, and these rats, they're like they're cat size. They're not small ass rats. They these, New York City master splinter size. Like, yeah, they're subway rat size. They they're pretty fucking big. Like like literally, they just needed some turtles, my nigga. And it looked like there was some new shit about. They was about to record an episode. Yo, it was the first time in my life I ever was like, "Where's my gun? I don't have a gun. I've never been a gun advocate. I don't even think I don't like them. I'm not a fan at all." But I saw that many rats, and I was like. Shotgun makes sense, don't it? So now I the do fuck? I do my hood Superman, Batman thing, and I like jump, start stomping, and I try to like make them run away because like again, we're trying to go for a walk. The motherfucking rats, they all like scrum it, run away, do their funny weird nah, shit. No, no, wait, pause. But before they did that, I swear on everything, as soon as Phil's foot, his big size 13 doofy foot hit the cement, they all stopped. Look at him, and and they had a they knew they had a plan. It was organized scurrying. They got into formation. Yeah, yeah. They it pulled was, a Beyonce on us. It it was amazing and terrifying. Do, like no and, question, I'm shook. But and the amazing. Thing was, and all they did was they retreated and they went into spots where they just stared at us. They didn't. They weren't afraid. <laughs> they weren't trying I to didn't hide. Even know that they lived in. <laughs> Spots, yo. They like literally. They were in the bushes. Uh, they were in a hole, and they were just staring at us. They were literally waiting for us to walk by, and like literally, that was the scariest shit. Cause I, the only time I've seen that many rats was again the midnight, like literally, literally midnight, leaving my old job down by the Brooklyn Bridge when the restaurant used to throw all the food out right by the subway station. 
And my cousin Tyreek who kind of vouched for me on that shit. That's the last time I've seen many that many rats fighting and doing all that shit together. But that makes sense. So now tell them what are your hypothesis that you how do you think the rats ended up there? Because there there was a rumor. Basically, the um one of the ladies upstairs. Again, we live with a lot of old retirement people First of all, in our she condo. A and if you're listening to this lady, uh, no she disrespect. Is a I don't like no that disrespect, bitch. but like awesome real shit. Use a snitch. She the snitch of the condo, but long story short, you scratch me out. She she found out from the town or whatever that supposedly somebody was doing renovations on their house down the street. And them doing renovations. Quote, unquote, renovations. We don't really know what's good. Yeah, the renovations they did on the house is what caused the rats to get out. That's that's the story we heard, supposedly. Now, the source that we heard it from, shout out to my mother, because that was the source. She talked to the local snitch. She let mm-hmm. us know what's good. Uh, oh, shit. She talked to 6 9 I just realized that. She yeah. talked to a rat. Oh, my God. All right, she talked going. to the rat about the rat problem. Ain't mm-hmm. that a bitch? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she found this out. I didn't think to ask any fucking follow-up questions, so I had to hypothesize. Now, uh, my first thought before we even found out there was a story was, wow, the rats was cannibalizing in New York City so much that these big-ass rats sniffed out Phil and was like, the Bronx has migrated and they followed his ass up here. I was so ready to blame them big ass rats because listen, I have never seen rats like that outside of the subway and the sewers in New York. I ain't even. But the thing is, and even the, then, some of them wasn't that big. But you blamed it on the Bronx. We don't have rats like that in the Bronx, at least not in my hood. I mean, well, at least not in my house. In your I got trains, cats. okay. Yeah. I'm talking about your train All right, well, keep system. Going. All right, so now keep telling okay. your other hypothesis. That's why both our families have cats. That's why everybody in our lives got cats. We mm-hmm. come from immigrant families and hoods. Okay, there's reasons why we got cats. Now, <laughs> so that was my hypothesis. Don't hate on me if you're from that the city. That was hypothesis number one. This is hypothesis number one. Before we found out that uh, supposedly these motherfuckers let out rats. Now, keep in mind, 20 to 30 prime New York, like, top bred rats you've, you could ever imagine, right? 20 to 30 of them scurrying around our little apartment complex in... Uh, kind of like outskirts of Boston Mass, okay? Don't make no sense. And all I could think was if this came from one person's house, they were eating either breeding the rats, like breeding them purposely, eating them, or training them for some sort of circus. Yes, Coraline reference. <laughs> ratatouille. <laughs> some ratatouille shit. Or at the very bare minimum, these motherfuckers was okay with living with rats, okay? Because 20 to 30 New York suicide rats in your home, you will notice. I'm not talking about little mice because I know that every living situation in any city has mice and things of that nature, okay? I get it. I know that. I'm talking about prime rats, like master splinter pizza rat type rat. <laughs> you have to see those. That means that it was eating dinner and it scurried across the table and was like, let me get a bite. And he was like, all right. And it don't pay rent. 
the thing is, the funniest shit about it that's even funnier, like you describing this, is that they weren't afraid of us. Like, so that's now the they. Thing. I'm telling you, they looked at us when we started making noise. I think if there was enough of us, they would have. They would have came. They would have came for us. If there was enough of them, you mean? If there was enough of them, they would. Yeah. Us. yeah. What I say? You said if there was enough of us. Oh, if there was enough of us. We was curb stomping them bitches. This was about to be a war. I was not fighting them cat sized rats. Fuck out of here, nigga. I don't know what you're talking about. Bro, I'm. Oh, and apparently they took care of the problem and we haven't seen them for a while. Like it was like a very quick burst of rats and then they were kind of all gone for the most part. But Lord. So that's current events in our house, in our condo. And um, now we're going to jump over real quick to another quick segment. Where we're going to talk about how Florida and Texas then fucked up the summer for everybody else because 2020 was already canceled. You know what? Speaking of Florida and Texas, real quick. Oh, we're going to tell you. Oh, no, up? the bridge to gap between that and the rats is if they got Tiger King down we- south, we got Rat King on our block. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, Florida is still wilding. <laughs> What is ha- and my best friend live in Florida. We got family in Florida. Yeah. I love y'all. No, I Florida do. is bugging right now. My best friend. But what friend, the fuck? My, listen, listen, I'm sorry. Honestly, and this is the shit. This whole corona shit is getting a little bit crazy. They talking about we open it. Again, people can go to restaurants outside. I heard that there are some fucking bars. and Well, bars are open, I guess. They're fucking uh, Yo, water parks. Best friend, I was about to say, your best friend work at a bar at a water park right now. Think about that. And like now, all they talk about all these corona cases are going up. We're spiking. All this shit is happening. Yo, bro, the summer's canceled. The summer's canceled. Everything's canceled. This shit sucks. And I'm tired of this. Honestly, we've been canceled. We just don't know when we're going to hit play again. And now we're going to hit play, but it's like a very slow pause. And then it sucks. So again, now Florida and Texas then canceled the summer part two. Word. And then now we got Karens coming out with cancel culture. Everybody is getting canceled for all the dumb shit that they've done in their past 20, 30 fucking yo, years ago. Honestly, What's going on, yo? These... Why are people so fucking sensitive? What's happening right now? What's happening in the universe where everything's falling apart that people are just like, yo, you you said this, you hurt my feelings, you gotta stop. You can't make no more money. It's like, bro, it's done. Like, well... Uh-oh. What's up? <laughs> So what's going on in the universe? So in the universe, um, Aries is... Oh, sorry. What was it? Aries and Mars are coming together. So the god and the planet of war and the sign of war are going to be aligned for like six months. So it's going to be rough. And it's going to be very combative. Is this some astrology bullshit? Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. This all this shit is crazy, man. This this pandemic and coronavirus and all this <laughs> it cracks shit. me up that you still say. I have to say it like that because my thing is there's certain things that are happening behind our like in front of our faces that people don't see. And even then, like my friend in Canada, I got a friend who lives in a small town in Canada. Great, amazing dude. I only play video games with this dude. Um, but we never really talk on our mic most of the time. We just play our games. We don't really give a fuck. We just be in the same game. It is what it is. But we actually had to talk about, like, current events and shit. 
And the first thing this motherfucker asked me was, how are the riots? Are you okay? Is your family safe? <laughs> and I was like, bro, that was like two weeks ago. That shit happened for like five days. And everybody's been peaceful protesting. Like communities are like trying to figure things out now. But the way the media is portraying shit to the world, they're making it seem like we're still at war. I mean, we, we still don't get it. Don't get it twisted. We well, still what? are. No, like no justice, no peace. Don't get me wrong. But, but, but the thing is, but I'm not gonna lie to you. Even today, I just saw something in Harlem. Motherfuckers are throwing bottles and shit at the police station. I mean, at the police and all this other shit. You get what I'm saying? Where it's one of those where it's like everything is being portrayed a certain type of way right now. And, like, it just sucks that everyone's just fucking feeding into it. Even if the universe is aligned with the god of war, (laughs) yada, yada, yada. It It doesn't have to be something negative. But it sucks for it to be amplified by other people who believe in that, who have agendas and have access to this stuff. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's the part that sucks. Because it's not, they're not dumb. You know what I'm saying? We know all the best people who do all these, they, they write these plays and these novels and all this shit. J.K. Rowling, they all cast spells. They're all type of alchemists. They're all Wiccans. They're all, they all do that weird shit. If you believe it, that's the shit. But I can't even say if you believe it. If you know and you do your research, you see what they're into. You only believe it. I know, but there's some people <laughs> that are into it for negative reasons. There's some people that are into oh, it for yeah. positive reasons. Of course. So again, there's that whole duality shit that's happening. But it sucks that we're in a time where everything is being amplified for negative reasons and connotations. That shit sucks, bro. And people don't know how to think for themselves. Like, what the fuck is going on, man? What's going on, bro? <laughs> fucking Karen's. You guys need to fucking stop it. Karen, fucking stop it. Stay your ass at home. Put your fucking phone down. Fucking go, go go get Grubhub or Gruber or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Order your food. I don't know of- if that's uh, that's not safe either because Grubhub is always some immigrant or foreign person. Well, stay your ass at home, Karen. If you she just might, go start fucking shit. I don't shit. know. The, the, I, I feel bad for them. I don't know what to do. All these hashtag Karen's Gone Wild videos, they're too much for my soul. That shit is hilarious, but that's what I'm saying. You gotta understand, when you've lived with people or experienced people like that, (laughs) seeing that shit is like PTSD. Ugh. Crazy bitches. This shit is hilarious. And then my last little random note before we go on a quick little break, because again, this is just our current event. (laughs) Half of the podcast. Oh. Because this is the last. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we looking. Y'all know how we do this shit. Um, but we, you know, we go on our hikes every single day. On the weekends, we go outside. We've been noticing that it's been like a, a kind of like a, a Florida type summer this year. Interestingly um, enough, yeah. It's kind of been very humid, and we've been getting these like weird, week, well, kind of long durations of like weird thunder and rain and shit like that. And then it's dry and then it's rain. So I like it. I enjoy it. It is what it is. But this weekend, we were out on a hike, and, like, we noticed, oddly, we were like, yo, like, where the fuck are the mosquitoes? Thanks. And don't get me wrong, I hate mosquitoes. They could all be burning in hell right now, eating Satan's ass. I don't care. But, but I noticed. Like, yeah, I haven't gotten any mosquito bites yet, knock on wood. I'm not trying to. Facts, Nobody not wants trying them. to, ever. But um, but it's just one of those to just realize. And like, I had two hypotheses, not even hypotheses. I do know that they did release some GMO mm. mosquitoes out into the wild 
a couple of years back. I'm not too sure how recent ago this is. You guys can fact check me and see that this was something that they did down in Texas and Florida within the past year or two. Um, so I don't know if that's kind of, of finally hitting some of the big mosquito populations, or is it the fact that since we've been at home because of Corona, we've actually allowed ecosystems to bounce back where they're good enough and they're balanced enough where the things that eat the mosquitoes are actually keeping their numbers very, very low. And they're not really out there harming us. Because that's another thing to think about. Like we've noticed the earth kind of fixing itself throughout all this shit. So to sit there and think about it, it's like, oh shit, like now that things are healthy, people aren't doing all the fucked up things that they used to do, or at least not as often. Yeah, at least it's it's like somewhat mitigated because then even if things are opening up, so many people are going to start working from home and have home offices well, permanently. Honey. So that does reduce a lot of travel and traffic and, you know. Uh, Shit like that. Even some of the parks that we go to, conservation places, yeah. they've been closed as well, which fucking sucks. But, um, like, yeah, that was just a weird observation I noticed where, like, I just don't. I haven't seen, I mean, I haven't seen any mosquitoes, really. Even, like, on the door and outside on the condo and shit like that. But you I've guys... seen plenty. I've seen flies and other insects. I've, I haven't seen as many bees as I'd like, but I have seen them. I don't know. I mean, that's just a random high observation we made the other day when we were outside, and we just wanted to talk to people, bring that up. If you guys notice anything else, if you've seen the trend as well, let us know. Word, or um, maybe you've seen them and and wherever you are in abundance. Yeah, honestly, who I knows? Who knows what's actually going on? So let keep us posted. Facts, um, but real quick, we're gonna take a quick little break because you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Listen to this quick little ad, and uh, we'll be back. I'm so new. Walking in the rain. <coughs> <coughs> what you doing? Get off your phone. Oh, did we say pray? Yes, I hear oh, you. Oh, I'm so sorry. You don't care about me? You don't want to oh, talk to I'm me so no more? Sorry. No, that's not we, it. We go on break and you're like, oh, fuck him. That's why I saw you talking in the rain. You selfish. <laughs> I followed you today. You know what? I use a cold jam, shamadama. You follow you me? You a cold today. Medina. That's what you is. <coughs> How did you follow me? <coughs> When you sit in the same spot playing video games all day. Hold on. I, oh! I, follow, I followed you with my eyes. You were hating ass. You were hating ass. <laughs> so, before we went on the break, we kind of briefly talked about this whole motherfucking cancel culture shit that's been happening. Culture culture. Culture during um, this whole pandemic, which kind of sucks. Because I feel like we should actually be embracing people's opinions right now more than ever. Mm. I mean, not the whole racist assholes and whatnot, but the whole idea that, like, people are just like, oh, we're going to expose her for 20 years ago and shit. Like, why cancel... I feel like it depends what it is. My thing is not why cancel their careers. Why not give them an opportunity to talk about these things? Like, create platforms or, like, again, people who found the information... Them have their own kind of station, podcast, whatever it is, where they get to talk to the people about the situation. Instead of blasting in everybody again, turning this into like a whole big fucking hate war type of thing on fucking Instagram or uh, and, um, so let Twitter. Me, 
I, I need to clarify something <coughs> for everybody listening. Are you talking about for like all bad things? Or are you no. talking like are you talking, talking about, about like things the- like murderers? No, I'm talking about like or the whole- like people like, oh, you did blackface twenty years ago. Like what see, that's what I'm saying. It, it is circumstantial. I'm, what I'm talking about, honestly, at the end of the day, is how everybody is just, long story short, like trying to find all these um, influencers. They're basically trying to out people. Yeah, and like cancel people's careers. Like In a weird later. way, you know what I think this is, now that you say it like that? Because I haven't thought about it like that, but now that you say that, don't you think this is the, the digital age of the gladiator like we have to find somebody put them for put them out into into the public eye and see how much abuse and damage they can take before they crack that's like what we do to celebrities <laughs> and i feel like that's our new gauntlet but that's the same but that's the fuck are up. we no better than the people who were but, eaten by lions but the thing is before it was different media outlets that did it so you had the view the breakfast club you had all these different people uh, oh, tmz the, the um the late night talk show people yeah. trevor noah Andre, you know what i'm saying do like Aziz. trevor noah to be honest um, but all these people there. Ca- Manache, like him too. Exactly. Their careers was based off of again a kind of, you know what I'm saying, picking apart these different things. Mm-hmm. But now when you talk about now like literally just going back and just literally saying no, cancel you, you're racist, fuck that, you shouldn't do that, give back everything you have. It's like why why are we doing that? Even now, like people who they're meeting in the street, you're trying to get them fired, you know what I'm saying, ruin their whole lives. It's like, God damn, like at the end of the day, like, this shit still exists. Don't ruin someone else's life because of their ignorance. Have a conversation. It, like, educate them. Talk to them. I'm not saying, again, like, like, don't let, don't not, do not let there not be any repercussions. Like, there has to be some type of repercussion. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, like, don't try and put everybody in a fucking crucifix, bro. That's what I feel like. That's what it's turned to. Like, we got nothing else better to do. There's no sports. There's nothing on TV. Ain't nothing else new coming on. Everybody's watching Jeopardy, Family Feud. So they're like, yo, let's kill some Karens. Like, that's what this shit turned into. That's what it feel like, honestly. I think to an extent, people are also <laughs> just so fed up with people like that. To to an extent, like, for, for the benefit of the doubt. However, it does feel like that. I'm not going to front. Like, no, I, in a way, it's, like, almost stressful to see so much of it. But we've all dealt with the fake people, the asshole people, the people with the... You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We've all learned how to deal with that shit. we all dealt with the different type of personalities from middle school, high school, mm-hmm. college, into your careers. Like, that that's what the whole point of life is. But I don't think fucking straight canceling and starting fucking again this whole race war situation, like, I don't think that's the answer. Like, even as a black man in America who's been subjected to the fucked up shit and oppression and all that other shit that's been happening, like, I don't think that's the answer. I've never thought that was the answer. Like, my mother even told me that shit. Like, the best way to do it is you have to educate. You have to, the more you know, then you you can you can develop better answers because you can have conversations about it. Mm-hmm. If you dwell in hate and all you know is one thing, then you can't fix nothing. There is no fixing it. Again, why? Because you become a product of the environment, a product of the system. You know, I think that's the exact reason why so many people have a problem with Sean King and why he's seen as such a controversial figure in in kind of, let's call it society. 
You know who I'm talking about? Um, that, that light-skinned Malcolm X nigga that everybody be making fun of? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he's extreme. And because it, he's a very educated always, man. He's very educated, but... But his, it's always negative. And he's so extreme. You can't... Yeah. Like my, and this is one thing, and I'm not saying... Let's, we have to learn from both Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. You can't just be a pacifist and turn the other cheek. Enough is enough, and I do agree. Oh, this is a rhyme right now. You hear what I'm saying? Oh, my God. But at the end of the day, there's no need for us to subject more hate out there. You get what I'm saying? Like, we can't sit there and keep fighting these people like this. You get what I'm saying? Because then we end up dying. We look like the bad guy. We look like we haven't learned from their mistakes and our mistakes because it takes two. For every action, there's a reaction. And again, I'm not. I'm, my thing is, I, 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 I don't know what the fucking answer is. Like that. This is the most. That's the most honest thing about this conversation. I don't know what the answer is. Laying down our weapons and doing all that. That's not the answer. But I think meeting in the middle with our weapons and letting each other know, like, listen, if we have to fight a little bit to figure this out, we'll fight a little bit. But we have to listen to each other. That's what people do with family. Family with fam- when families don't get together and they have problems. Yeah, you can slap your cousin, you can beat your sister up, you can hate your brother for a little bit. But at the end of the day, the aunties, the uncles is gonna get y'all back together. Y'all gonna have some type of conversation. And y'all gonna get the fuck over it. That's just what happens. That's so, what's supposed to happen. And I mean, as a family, we can't be like this forever. So honestly, then what do you say to the people who are going well? Puffy, I come from a fucked up family, and my family don't work like that. And what if they're basically saying like, "Well, your family." Well, well, hold on. Mm-hmm. And what if they're saying like, uh, "They're not meeting you in the middle," and you've been trying for how many fucking years to just meet in the middle and get some sort of base human right equality? No, and I'm not. And again, I agree. What do you do when when you're standing there in the middle and people keep? fucking throwing shade at the least at you what you do is you lead by example and that's a hard thing and a hard burden to carry but have but my point is that's already been done and it hasn't been working enough i know I, I know i know and that's what i'm saying is i don't know no one and knows also i you. i'm not saying that i know the answer i'm just trying to play devil's advocate <laughs> here all i'm saying is i don't know the answer that's what i'm saying i know we have to fight i know we have to do certain things it is what it is. But it's one of those, again, is that we have to remember that we have to come up with an answer. We can't just be fighting because we hate each other. If no one's listening and no one's trying to come up to, with an answer, then the fighting is for no reason. That's all I'm trying to say. No, I agree with you. So then, you know what? I think going based on what you're saying is... Um, like we if gotta, we can't do anything else but control ourselves, right? Then what you're saying is 100. percent I like I feel you. I get it. Because if if we can't control everybody else around us and the political systems and all that other shit, we can at least control ourselves. So we can have the choice to educate or to choose to not uh, spread hatred or to like have a conversation. 
Like we can make those choices in our day-to-day lives to, and, and that in and of itself, if everybody put in a little bit more effort towards that, we'd be better off. So I feel you. I feel you. Like even now, like right now, there, there's a big dilemma that's going to the states that's happening. Well, the feds, I don't think the feds are getting involved, but municip- like municipally wise, um, some states are contemplating whether or not they should disband their police force. Um, and that's a very, very controversial thing to decide and the thing is is we think it's an amazing thing to do right now but what are the ripple effects that come from this you know like this this has never been i mean i can't say never been done but this isn't something that's been done for a while for to allow a community to come up with its own organization to self how do i say monitor and make sure that crime and all these things are okay. Like that sounds amazing. Don't get me wrong. But like, again, that's, that's a lot to just leave up to just give to people, you know, like, are they going to give them the structure, the foundation, the resources, all these things that they need to actually make this happen. Like, that's the biggest question I have. Are you just going to leave them stranded and just say, that's it. We're moving out. That's it. Fuck you. Figure it out on your own. Or are they going to set them up right? That's the biggest thing. Don't set them up for failure. That like that that's the biggest problem right now. I think that's the biggest difference between uh like and I haven't read too much about it, so if it ends up being that what I'm saying is actually a part of the same argument, I will rechange my thought process. Hit me up. I'm open-minded on this. So, but the idea of like defund the police versus restructure. And yeah. I think if you defund, you take money away, and then there's this skeletal structure of racist people that have weaponry, and, and now they have nothing, they have no training. It's like you're letting them loose, and they're angry, and they were militarized at one point. So I think that that can cause a lot more problems than it can do beneficial, just from from one standpoint. But then the other thought point is, is if you kind of let's say scrap the original police force. And then what Puffy saying, what Phil's saying is like the different towns that have successfully done this, by the way, um, had their own police force. That's more of like a neighborhood thing where they go around, they meet all the residents, they try and become more of the, the, the city and a part of like everything in the town. They get to know the people. And then that way crime, uh, like between, the police and all of that doesn't happen anymore. So that, it, it is successful, but... But but I think that is the answer. You have to bring people who are from the community... And you have to still give them some sort of money to be able to do that. And yeah. you have to give them the right training. Like, I had... I knew somebody who went through the police force, and a lot of what I heard, I didn't feel personally was sufficient enough at all for for the psychological aspect of having on a uniform of having a badge, a number, a gun, like having all of this responsibility, you feel untouchable and, and having that psychologically given to basically just anybody who's willing to pass these circumstances and not have any like racial injustice training and all of that. It it's, or not enough of it, in my opinion, it's concerning. So I feel like having the right resources and the money to to do these things is also important. I just think that it needs to be a completely different system. But I think that also the same thing with the police 
It's the same thing that needs to happen with corporate America. Oh, it's but because, real quick, real up? quick, if we're going to go down the corporate America route, then I just want to quickly say, I do think that that switching the, the police to a more community-based system, mm-hmm. or however you want to call it, I'm not phrasing this properly enough in my opinion, but um, I think it should happen slowly over time because you want to make sure that too much change doesn't shake kind of like the structures in certain places in a negative I, way. I think what should happen is how you're saying, like how you're restructuring. I think they should be incorporated. I think what needs to happen is that the community communities need to elect certain people that will work hand in hand with the police departments in these communities mm-hmm. and they will do things to build these relationships Cause like when I was a kid, we used to have block parties. Mm-hmm. We used to have certain things like that. Like even now, like ah, food pantries are are another thing where you have volunteers. Food pantries depend on volunteers. So why not have something where the police department actually has people that rotates and they're part of the food pantry thing, so they can see the people. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. You have to be a face. You have to be a pivotal part of your community. Know these people know their issues, know what's going on. They have to know that they can trust you, depend on you, and they can identify you. Yeah. It's not just see you in a badge and see you as an officer. They also need to see you as a person and see you as someone that cares about them and the best of their community. You know, you know that's that, what the old-time sheriff used to be. But that's the thing, and that's what we or mean. Or what's supposed to be. Supposed to be. No, that, but that's, a lot of them used to be crooked in the movies and shit. But, like, but no, but like the theory, old school you're cart- supposed to trust them. Yeah, the cowboy shit that people yeah. still watch on A&E. Is A&E? A-W-E? Whatever the fuck those are. One of those shits. One I think of those it's shows. I got to ask my grandfather what's the channel. But um, that's what I really think needs to happen. And the problem is, is that's what I'm saying. I think that's the biggest answer. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the fighting, all these things need to happen. But the biggest thing is we need people from these neighborhoods, five blocks, ten blocks, whatever, however you guys want to depend it, break it up. Have people have local elections, people decide, debates, whatever it is. They decide who their people, their nominees are. And again, we get we get people there that represent us and we can build these bonds and get the change we need to happen locally within our communities. So the kids feel safe, the old people feel safe, the mentally challenged people feel safe. You mm-hmm. know, because that's what it comes down to. And these rich neighborhoods and things of that nature, people have money, they have when they have cushions to make sure that they're safe and they don't have to worry. But in these impoverished places, these low-income communities, these minority places, they're they're misrepresented and they're not heard. And the people that are there that that are there that are quote-unquote supposed to protect them are only oppressing them and abusing their powers. And it's not fair. It's not fair. And the same thing again, that's what I was saying, like now I was talking about with the whole corporate America shit Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Because, and we're not like... The reason we're bringing up the corporate America thing is because we felt that a lot of companies just... I think we talked about this briefly on the last episode at the end. Um, Like, a lot of companies just hopped on the Black Lives Matter movement for monetary reasons. um, That they weren't really a part of the culture. Um, They're being culture vultures. And they were just capitalizing on a moment. Um and the momentum behind everybody's emotions. And that's the thing people have to realize about marketing and selling. 
That is the number one thing. If you can sell something based off of people's emotions, you will always make money. And that's what they do to us. That's what they try with everything. That's why everything has an identity. It has some type of character. It has a face that goes along with it. So you feel attached. You feel like like that's why these people are fucking geniuses. Um, honestly. Uh, fuck. Now I forgot where I was how I was going on with this. Now I'm hot. Corporate. The corporate motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but what we're realizing is that with this whole fucking black with this whole coronavirus shit is that corporate America is falling apart right now. Oh, they're suffering. They're really suffering. Like the essential workers and the dollar, the people who really make the money move are the people that are sitting at home right now. The people who don't have jobs or the people who do have jobs but need to worry about rent and car notes and car payments and food and insurance. Where and motherfuckers basic- that don't have jobs still have to worry about rent. Exactly. And, and that uh, shit, is, it's it's just on pause. You still have to pay that potentially lump sum as of now, like when the Rona is lifted. So the thing is, is right now you're kind of realizing like, yeah, Black Lives Matter, all these things matter. Black Lives Matter made $40 million after all the riots, all these things happen. But it's like, are these resources going to go to the right people? And this is when me and Smokey were having a conversation that right now the death of corporate America is the uprising of small businesses. Word. Because it's going to give the little guys the alleyways and the opportunities to, again, do things that these big places monopolized on. Or, again, like we were talking about earlier, they don't have... These places are talking about Microsoft. They're shutting down all their storefronts. Companies are now making people just working from home from now on. So they're cutting down corporate offices. Like, this is all a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. These are, like, people, big, big places, like, big landlords aren't going to be able to pay their fucking bills at the end of the day. So this is going to hurt a lot of people. So, like, now it's, like, now other people, they're going to be niches where people can step up and kind of make some money as well and capitalize. Well, you know what? Ironically enough, the the bank systems are prepared. What they did, and uh, what I looked, I looked at a couple of clips and videos. Um, and one of them, my friend, our friend that kill sent us, was basically talking about how the banks are already setting aside millions and in some whoa, cases, billions. I was about to say, and in some cases, billions of dollars because they know that in large corporate real estate is crashing. Like, not even just taking a dip. Like, it's crashing in certain places. And then uh, they know that a lot of larger businesses, they're not going to be able to pay off loans that they just took out and stuff like that. They they just took, they calculated what their percentage and their probable loss is going to be. And they set aside that money. So hopefully, we collectively can bounce back from this. You know, I really, truly believe in this. It's going to be hard and it's going to be painful. But we're already kind of, projecting that there's going to be some some ripple so hopefully that means that there's going to be some infrastructure to to pull us through and that's the scary part like like, it's probably gonna happen i hate to say it but don't shy away from that let's just let's embrace it. it but that that's the scary part about all this that's happening that no one's really talking about is because like this definitely has rippling effects. Like people don't necessarily see it right now, but it is going to fucking happen. Like that shit is scary. 
could you imagine? Again, Google, literally big companies are literally just telling people, stay home. You're enjoying it better. You spend more time with your family. You get to see your kids more. Oh my goodness! You don't have Everybody to spend money is, on commuting. Is getting dogs. The shelters are going empty. But like, like again, it sounds amazing, and that's so this, that's the fucked up part. They tell you all these amazing. It's for you. It's for you, and but it's only really saving them millions of dollars. Oh, of course. And then now again, it's just fucking over our economy. But you know what? More. We're saying that it's the death of big business, but then we just said something that's contradictory: is mm. they're making so much money in revenue by not having to do that. So are they really dying, or but, are they making back their money lost? But but see, that's the shit. It's because now they're shrinking. That's what I'm saying. The death of big business. It's because ah, now, so big businesses mm, have to shrink themselves. They're hiding. Or, they're moving now. They're moving again. Or breaking moving. down into smaller entities. Exactly, ah. and that's what I'm saying. Where now this so this we had people. basically, you know what it kind of is every hundred, every like fifty to hundred years. I love the metric system, by the way. The metric system makes so much more sense. But every like ten to fifty to hundred years, we have these like little squeezes in time where like everything crashes, the economy shrinks, everything has been monopolized. It usually happens when things get monopolized, and then. Something happens and everything breaks up. All the big companies open up again. And then we have great. That's our cat. If you hear that. And then we have great um, uh, economic flow for, for at least like another 10, 50, 100 years. And then it crashes again in different waves like that. It's just like a, a, a trend that I noticed. No, all this shit is cyclic, but it's just one of those. It's just crazy to see right now. It's just crazy because, again, it's just, again, like, you were talking about, like, how the universe, everything is lined up a certain way where it's very, very chaotic. And, again, like, we have to figure all this shit out. Like, there are lives. There are things that are at stake right now. So many people. And I know a lot of you listening to this right now are like, I got to pay bills. I got babes. I know. And I feel you. I'm stressed, too. I don't know how I'm going to pay certain shit. No. My cats need fucking surgery i can't pay for right now no but that's the shit and i think that's the people we have to just talk more figure these things out you get what i'm saying like even if you like and that's the shit like and I, that, that's the scary part about this entire time that's been happening mm-hmm. and this is the reason why i'm glad that we brought up um tara in the beginning beginning of all this Word. is that people have been so stressed and worried about so many other things they people haven't had the opportunity <laughs> to just live in the moment and focus on the shit that's happening around them so that they can actually figure out an answer or a solution to all the shit that's happening. Like, that's what it ultimately comes down to. If you're so stressed, you can't figure things out. You're always going to suffer. You're struggling. Mm -hmm. You're fighting. You're not doing what you got to do to come up with the answers. But... If you make Sorry, time, our cat is fucking with us right now. Yeah, Mittens is being an asshole. And I'm like, this is the thing about kittens. It's, <laughs> like, it's cute sometimes. Kitten, Mittens, my baby. Yeah. It, it, it's cute sometimes, but it's annoying. It's really annoying. Like, basically, it's almost time to go to sleep, and now she's going to want to fight and play with us. Like, it's ridiculous. That's my baby, though. Anyways, but um, no, 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 fuck that. But um, we don't want to end this. Like, we don't want to keep talking about this on the negative thing or whatever the fuck. Um, we just wanted to have like an honest, open conversation of current events, things that are happening. Like, we just hear about a lot of shit that's going on, and people dwelling on a lot of shit. And um, we're just telling people to just realize, like, even though you see all this happening, look on the brighter side, 
and see that there are a lot of opportunities that are still happening. Mm-hmm. You know, even then, like like we're saying, like if you get to work from home right now, think about it that way. Start an at home gym, come up with a routine. You know, like we've been meditating, doing yoga, walking, doing things like that. I said, yo, Yoda, we're doing yoga. I was um, gonna let it rock because it was funny. No, I keep I, I get tongue tied. I don't know, like me. I have I used to have. A, all right, this is a confession. When I was a kid, it's gonna make a lot of sense. Yeah, I used to. I had a stuttering problem. I definitely had a stuttering problem. So when I talk sometimes, I definitely do stutter, and I try and hide it. Um, you do really well. I, yeah, but that's that's the thing is that once I start talking fast, that's when it happens. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you're so excited. Yeah, uh, my family used to call me Porky Pig. My cousins used to call me Porky Pig. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, it's not cute. Fuck you. That's not cute. I think that's so cute. Not fucking cute. Oh, fuck you. Adorable. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. I think it's cute. Oh, shit. Damn, I feel like we just went on a rant this whole episode talking about current It's events. always a rant. What, don't be surprised by this anymore. This is it? All right, well, the this fun is thing. who we are. I know, but now it's kind of cool because now starting next season, which is really dope. We can end the season now because this is our last episode. So we got a couple of oh. to talk about. Um, we got some. We've had a backlog of a lot of amazing episodes that we knew were going to take some prep and time, but we feel like now that we're going to be trying to in, introduce like the visuals and other mm-hmm. things of that nature, um, we're actually going to put more time into some other shit that we had planned. So there's going to be a lot of fun ass episodes coming out. We have uh, a a comedy all star bracket coming yes. out pretty soon. And basically, that's a fun episode or series that we want to do. Uh, we want to talk about the fucking, some conspiracy theories. We want to talk about the Panopticon. We want to talk about aliens. We want to talk about a lot of things um, in depth. We also want to bring on a few of our amazing friends as guests. Mm-hmm. We've met in a, lot of, a lot of amazing people. We have a lot of amazing resources around us. Um, and we feel that they'd be amazing people to have quick conversations with and hopefully you guys would like to hear from and enjoy talking to. And we're also going to do a little bit more like, uh, like one or two episodes here and there that are a little bit more educational too, just for the fun of it. Well, most of this shit, like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, now we're going to do some real research on shit now. Yeah. We're going to, like, the whole format is about to get a little bit different. Like, but in like, a cool way. Yeah. Like, it's like, going to get a little bit more formal. Chill. Yeah. Like now, no, I think now we've been more lackadaisical. Yeah. We're it's going get... to be formal, but mad chill is my point. Yeah. I agree. It's going to be a little bit more exciting. Yeah. It's not going to be like class. Yeah. But. No, yeah, the fuck it is. It's going to be high class. <laughs> fuck out of here. You're talking about. You're talking about. Listen, listen, some dope. This is um disjointed on some real shit. That is one of my favorite shows. Watch that shit on Netflix. If you like this podcast, watch Disjointed. Facts, yo. Uh, the whole thing. And then tell me it didn't deserve more episodes. Yeah. It's, I mean, but that that's how life is. Some people... Everybody live has in a, the moment. Listen, opinions are like assholes. <laughs> everybody has one. You know? It is what it is. Yeah, Can't but take that's it why you got two ears, one mouth. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you listen twice as much as you talk. But it is what it is. Life goes on. You get what I'm saying? Shit goes on. People change. Things get rebranded. 
You know? Thanksgiving branded. Sex. You know? And, um... So excited. Mm. So excited. Yeah, bitch. You, you, what you was smoking? Not enough. Oh, shit. All right. So, sounds like we got to smoke some more weed. <laughs> smoke some more weed. Yeah, it's a celebration. We uh, rebrand. Uh, new, new brand. New brand. New brand. You hear me now? You hear me say? <laughs> you hear me say brand new. New uh, brand. Yeah, brethren. So, y'all, me love you. Me love you. Come back one time. We love you guys for coming here. I'm sorry. I can't even talk in Patois. <laughs> I appreciate y'all coming here. We'll see you next time. We love y'all. <laughs>